Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, into episode 264 of the Get Around Podcast. Uh, we took last week off because uh, everyone was still burnt out from covering the Iceman on Saturday. That burns me out every single year, James. I don't know about you. At least the weather wasn't horrible this year. It was one of the years where it was a bit of an. It was it was the nice man. It's just but the, it's the workload on that day. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the workload and so trying to juggle everything because it's not just the Iceman. And but it's yeah, there's everything else. There, yeah, volleyball, cross country. It was yeah, it was a cross country state championships. All that. Yep. I don't mean to start the show off by complaining. And I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to do that at all. But that's I'm just saying that's why we took off last week. I went out to Kingsley uh, football practice on Wednesday and actually had someone say, hey, no podcast this week? And I'm like, wow. wow. We got some, we do have some loyal and audible. lovable audible viewers. So, like uh, yeah, we, we took last week off because um, I was a little burnt. Uh, I, I would imagine you guys were a little crispy uh, a little after, after Saturday. Flying up. Uh, especially trying to... Dude, that agate never ended. I was going through that to to finish 660-some-odd inches of Iceman agate. And I'm like, when is this going to stop? And then I, I looked over at the, uh, the the little icon that you see when you're scrolling down. You couldn't see it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's almost near the bottom. But then I watched it, and it just wasn't moving. Kept popping back up. And I went, oh, my oh, God, no, I can't. No. I'm like I just need to get this done. <laughs> I was you I was go, man. I was so stressed out that night after we put the paper to bed. Uh I went over to uh Harrison Beebe, the fearless sports director at 7 and 4. I went over to his uh his condo to uh to watch a little pro wrestling. Nice. And I was so burnt out and on edge that I ended up yelling at him. <laughs> Oh, about poor about guy. about professional wrestling, yeah, yeah, and I had to. And after I was done, he, he like did, we were. Did you demonstrate a hold on him? I I, I wanted to. <laughs> oh, I, I wanted to. I wanted to give him a, a a low blow. That's how I was. That's how I was feeling. Um, but no, I I he we were watching, and he. He put the t- he paused the TV while I, like while I was yelling at him, and he let me finish yelling at him, and then he goes, "What's this really about?" She's <laughs> <laughs> like, "What's what's going on?" And I went, "Man, it's been a long week. It's been a long day, and I just I just wanted to come over here and just like chill out and all that." And he's like, "All right, man." It's, it's all good, but, uh, you know, I apologized to him that night. We hugged it out and all that, but uh, wanted to take this moment on the air as well to apologize to Harrison Beebe for yelling at him later. about professional later. wrestling uh, in his uh, in his condo. So uh, Great story. Man. But, yeah, welcome into uh, episode 264 of the Get Around Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Queeley. Alongside me, James Cook and Jordan Puente. As always, the Get Around is brought to you by Jimmy John's. So let's hear a word from our sponsors right now. This episode of the Get Around is brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations here in Traverse City. Freaky fresh, freaky fast. Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. Yeah. All right, boys, question of the week. Uh, and this was something that we talked about last week i think um because we've noticed that uh kingsley has been putting a hurting on a lot of the teams that they play 
throughout the football postseason so far. Uh, their first win was 61-12. to They had a, a closer game against Manistee, but that was still 38-17, kind of something like that. 37-14, to 14, something like that. Uh, but they, they, they did handle Manistee as well. And then they uh, absolutely uh, destroyed Gladstone 51-27 uh, in a game that wasn't even that close because Gladsco Gladstone scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter uh, when the game was already over. So uh, I was bummed out because they went up by 35, and it was a running clock, but it was only a running clock no. for two minutes and 28 seconds. No. And I went, I'm cold, and I need to get home to write the story and edit photos. <laughs> That's love. I've had that happen before. That's and then and I went, I'm like, fine, Kingsley will come down and score again. And then Gladstone recovered an onside kick and then scored again. And I went, well, my dream of a running clock is over. So, My dream of but the question of the week is, uh, as a sports writer, sports fan, uh, what is your favorite slang term for a blowout victory? I brought this up because uh, I used the phrase uh, dog walked, which is mine. And not just because I love dogs, but I love the connotation of it. If you dog walk another team, you are you're doing some work. Yeah. You do some work. You do some you, work. You put them on a leash and went for a walk. That's like you're, you're their owner. Yes, you're the you owner own, the owned them. them. Yeah. So that one, that one has to be mine. I I even looked it up. I. You looked at uh, what else did you find? The well, I mean, I'm a spelling bee guy, right? I, I like the Scripps National Spelling Bee. So uh, I enjoy that. So I, I enjoy the etymology, oh, nice. uh, country of origin. You know oh, nice. all those things. Use it in a sentence, mm -hmm. right? I, I I like that. So the great thing about it is um, that dictionary.com actually has a slang section. Nice. And uh, they have one on dog walk. <laughs> uh, so apparently. When walking a dog, there's a familiar routine. Put the leash on, go outside, and let your dog go do their business. Sometimes you have to drag them along when they get stubborn or snap the leash back when they get unruly. This is the essence of the slang term dog, dog walk, which a 2008 Urban Dictionary entry described as total domination. Sorry. Now, 2008, but I don't think it's gotten popular until the last probably four or five years, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say. And so that's when uh, Cardi B yeah. actually brought this uh, when <laughs> she took to Twitter and said, leave me alone or I will dog walk you to, uh, I think she's Tommy Laren. Was she Fox? Or was she? Yeah. She was, oh, I think maybe at the time, a, yeah. She was a conservative talking head. Yeah. She yeah. Right? Oh, man. It was about right. So, yeah, she had said something, and then Cardi B came back was like, leave me alone or I'll dog walk you. And, yeah, and since then, it's gotten that. very popular. Yeah, it was about So that kind, of, that kind of blew it up. Uh, I didn't know that was really the, uh, the origin of its popularity. I just think it's a great phrase. I get you. Like, mm -hmm. if it's also super insulting. <laughs> yes. Like, it's yeah. the meanest of them. Mm -hmm. uh, James, what's, it's, what's, what's your Well, because it's also like, I'm going to take you outside and let you poop. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. I control when you go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I dominate you so much that you go to the bathroom <laughs> when I say you go to the yeah. bathroom. So we were, I, I think I had asked the question, I went, which one do you guys like more, uh, dog walked oh, or boys. boat raced? 
Uh, boat race is great. Boat race is great. I looked up the entomology of that one. Hell yeah. Let's go. Give me the history. Uh, it comes from what is called the boat race, which is the annual rowing competition between Oxford and Cambridge. Mm. Um, and in that race, the, the team that basically gets the lead right out of the gate has a massive advantage because they can get into the middle of the river and the other person, the other team basically can't ever get by them again. Oh. Like you got, if you can get out to a little bit of a lead and get in front of the other one, you're done. You, you've got it. You've been boat raced. You've been boat raced and you, and you can't be overtaken from there. So I, I thought, and so, and this was also the urban dictionary definition was to be beaten very badly at something, especially in a fashion that you were behind from the start and never had a chance. Ah, there we go. There yeah, go. see that that context is is helpful in understanding the the connotation of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan, you got one that you well, like? Well, not to the extent of like Urban Dictionary like like extent. I like the word blitzed. Like the team's yeah. blitzed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's always. I I only use that for football. Obviously, they can do. You can use it for all the other sports. I always use boat race though, just because that's just it's one of those. I mean, he kind of described it. Like mm-hmm. that's. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got you've got routed, blown out, routed, uh, destroyed, you know, all those dominated. Um, I think the one that like I got I got a, like an angry email about was um, uh, took one on the chin, and someone was yeah. like, well, someone was really mad at me about that, and I went, isn't that like when you get punched? Yes. Yeah. And you you took one on the chin. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I didn't I didn't really understand why this guy was so mad at me about that. But he, that I think happens. he was more mad that I used the cavalier phrase when talking about a team that he liked. Well. Um, uh, yeah. But I was. Also There's like, always people who I mean they get involved and they get a little too over. Uh, yeah. Involved in their team and 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 nothing can be said bad about them. Right. Like when we said silenced. In the in the headline when oh. when Gaylord beat Kingsley, I heard about that oh, from several yeah. people. Um, but I'm like, it's a pun because it was the Hush Brothers. Yeah, I'm like, it, it's just yeah, a pun. Man. I'm not making fun of anybody. Right, it's just a pun. Yeah, oh, and also fun. like, um, your team lost. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a close game. It's a great game. Yeah, game. we had, we had the Kingsley players on here a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they didn't seem to have a problem with it. <laughs> but you weren't, yeah, especially and, when I explained it to them. And you're not really loud after a loss, whether that loss is by three or by thirty. <laughs> so, whatever. But the other one that I like is housed. Yeah. Housed. Say that like somebody got housed yeah. because I always just I, I always just go back to like the old Wizard of Oz and think think of the house falling on the witch. So oh. as as being housed. I, I like that too. Put this question out on Twitter right now. Can you? <laughs> do you have the? Uh, I got Twitter up on my laptop. Uh, and you can tweet from our account, right? Uh. So tweet from the TCR account if you can. Oh, which one do you and like then the do most? like a poll question and do like, what's your favorite phrase for a team, for blowing out a team? Put three. And uh. Yeah. Action. Put so put. Um, I don't have my. I don't have the record eagle one. Yet. Oh no. My, to I my I uh, new laptop. So uh, hey, I do it. I do it on my phone, but it's a little more difficult there. I think yeah, I do. We can. We'll, we'll take a quick break and be right back. We'll hear another word from our sponsor, Jimmy John's. This episode of the Get Around is brought to you by Jimmy John's and their two locations here in Traverse City. At Jimmy John's, there are freaks about fresh bread, meats, and veggies because that means better sandwiches for all. Freaky fresh. Freaky fast, Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, that poll question is now up on 
the uh, Twitter or the X or whatever you'd like to refer to it uh, these media. days. Social media. Uh, so, yeah, uh, go there and, and vote. Um, uh, it should be up. It's up for a day, so by the time you listen to this, it, it should still be up. Uh, if you're listening on, on Tuesday at, uh, like, 4.30, should should still be up. Um, all right. Finish with question of the week, area code game. Answer for area code 264. Our guess is Jordan was New York City. James was Granger, Texas for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Is that what it was? And then, I, oh, yeah, I went Haddonfield, oh, yeah, Illinois. So yeah, because we were doing the Halloween yeah. theme. Yeah, I did it for right. friends. You did it for yeah. friends for uh, Chenandler Bong, yes. So let's see. Area code um, is split into what? No way, this is me. Namibia? Come on. It's an international one. Does not sound right. It doesn't look like. Sorry, guys. It doesn't look like uh, we've got anything in the USA. Let's try this again. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it looks like nothing. Sorry, guys. Nobody, nobody won, and I guess you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna take the win here because I picked a fictional place, and this is fictional, so I'm fictionally <laughs> uh, giving the area code two six four to Haddonfield, Illinois. Good job, man. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll take that. Congrats. Take that win, and I can I can do that. All right, uh, your guess is for area code two six five. Anyone want to get us started? Uh, I I go last. Uh, yeah, I've got one. Uh, I'm gonna go with Philadelphia. Okay, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, because uh, over the weekend we watched Shazam Two. Oh yeah, how was that? Uh, pretty good. Better than pretty, the first. Pretty good. I mean, I I enjoyed the first one too. Uh, I I put it right on par with the first one. Wasn't The uh, Rock supposed to be in Shazam Two as Black Adam? He's yeah. well, Black Adam's a second, a whole separate movie. Right, but I thought like his character was supposed to interact with Shazam and Shazam Two, and then The Rock was like, "Well, if I'm not going to be the main character, I don't want to do it." Oh, I don't know. Could be, or it could be, it could be part three or something like that. Like in the comic books and the cartoons and everything, Black Adam is Shazam's basically alter ego, evil alter ego. Oh, really? Kind of. Okay. Um, As I recall, I, I could be I could be incorrect because I was like eight year old eight years old when I was reading those things. But that's what I remember. Okay. There used to be an old like nineteen eighties Shazam TV show too. Yeah, that I know. I know Kazam, and I think Black Adam was like the bad was that guy. Shaq. Yeah, Shaq was Kazam, right? <laughs> yes. Wasn't he the Wasn't he the genie? Yeah, isn't that what that was? was that's what when you texted me that on on what was that friday saturday whenever you were watching it i don't remember and you're like oh, i'm watching kazam i thought you i thought it was kazam too i'm like Shaq came out with another genie movie <laughs> oh man <laughs> I, i'll line up for that one that's just to I see am. how bad it is uh all right I, I will also go into the movie realm for for my guess um oh wait did you say what your guess was you said you just yeah, said philadelphia you philadelphia okay yeah. all right uh that's where shazam set i Went and saw uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. How was it? Uh, mm-hmm. It was horrendous. Damn it! No, no, no! It was really good. Oh, I just, okay. I it was incredible. Oh, it, it it's was one of the. It's, one, it's like Schindler's List. I like never, where you're like where you're like it's I, a great movie and I never want to see it again. I never want to see it again. Right. Oh, I felt movie, it was incredible. Okay. There's the performances movies. were so good and so convincing. It affected how I felt physically and emotionally after watching that movie. Which it was, explains why you won't it see it It was again. brutal. Oh, 
Oh, absolutely smokes. brutal. Okay. So good. But, like, if anybody walks out of that movie going, wow, what a great movie. If anyone's, like, tip-top and in a good mood after seeing Killers of the Flower Moon, something's wrong with them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it is a great movie, but you should feel bad after seeing it. So uh, that one is based in uh, Oklahoma, so I'm going to take Oklahoma for that one. So I don't think we've had Oklahoma before, have we? No. We've tons of so James is Philly. Jordan, wh- where are you going to go? All right, so um, my best friend came. She lives in Luttonton. She came, down, she came up to visit me. We have been planning this for a very long time. I grew up with two sisters. I need to get some context before I dive in to tell you what movie I saw. I grew up with two sisters. All they listened to was Taylor Swift. Right. Oh, did you see the Eras Tour movie? I saw the Eras Tour movie. Nice. How was that? Okay, I get it now. I get the phenomenon. I get why. My sister was at the show that was Hold in the on. movie. You've, you have, on this podcast... Multiple times. Come out. Come as out, a, a loud and proud yes, loud Swifty. And proud. My cat's name is Swifty. There's nothing wrong with nothing that. Nothing wrong. Okay, She's cool. in uh, very talented. Very talented. Uh, and it was such a great <laughs> movie. It was really good. It was a really good movie. I know a lot of the songs because I grew up with two sisters, so all they would play is Taylor Swift. And there were multiple moments because we were the only one in the theaters. Only one. It was the last showing. The only one in the theaters. So it was legit a constant. Like, I was... I was singing loud and proud. That's awesome. I was singing loud and proud. So what so what city hyped. are you choosing? It was uh, the thing. Where is, was the was it? Um, it was at SoFi. Okay, the, so is that Dallas? No, Los yeah, Angeles, Inglewood. It was so the movie is the same show that my sister was at. So I watched. Oh wow! Yeah. So they because my I texted my sister. I'm like, hey, did, did you see any of it? She's like, yeah, all the cameras are around. We saw all the cameras. Like, we knew this was being specifically filmed for the movie. So, and then there was a moment where she gave her hat to Kobe Bryant's young, uh, youngest daughter, which blew up on Twitter, Instagram, all over the place. It was, it was good. She's a hell of a performer. Like, it's hard to do a, a show with all of your albums in one. But she did that throughout the whole U.S. And now she's overseas still doing this. Yeah, when when she it's does hard, when when hard. when she does the Super Bowl halftime show, yes. whenever that comes, I'm it's sure it, it will happen. It's happening. Uh, that's going to be enormous. It's going to be bigger than the game. Yes, probably. <laughs> yes, yeah, I would think so. But yeah, mine's Inglewood for the Eras tour. It's a good movie. I, it's a great movie. Okay, all right. Well, there we go. We have uh, wrapped up the question of the week and the area code game in. Uh, well, no, usually about the same time, 20 minutes. We're doing good so job. that's how it goes. All right, let's get into the pulse uh, and uh, discuss what this show is about, which is uh, it's a hyper-local podcast about uh, northern Michigan sports, and uh, so far we've uh, discussed very little of, of that. But that's usually how the beginning of this show goes, uh, and that's because I want it to reach a wider audience that uh, it can just en- enjoy. I don't know, do you guys ever listen to... Uh, James, I know you and I are, are both uh, Nate Bar uh, Nate Bargatze fans. Have you listened to his podcast, the Nate Land podcast? I have not. No, I saw the SNL scat or when he hosted SNL a couple Did weeks ago, which was great. Yes, yeah. So it's <coughs> it's basically yeah. this. Oh, yeah, I have seen. Him so once. they have a subject that they are going to talk about that day on the podcast. Uh, sometimes it's outer space yes. or uh, American history, mm-hmm. and 
they will get to that eventually, but usually it's about 25 to 30 minutes of them just uh, chatting, chatting mm-hmm. at the beginning of the podcast. It's great because if you listen to it, you're like, oh, I'm there too. Oh, these are my friends. Yeah. This is nice. Just listen to my friends talk. This is yeah. fun. That's the great thing about podcasts. Honestly, so, uh, so yeah, I was. I'm like, that's a great idea. I'm gonna steal that from them. And, then boom, and that's uh, how we got here. That's how we're here today. <laughs> this idea. podcast is a ripoff of pretty much all the podcasts that I listen to. Good job, man. So, doing it. Love all right, we are into the pulse now, uh, and let's start with uh, a little bit of football. Kingsley's chances at winning a state title. I ask you this question because I am putting Kingsley beating Reed City on Saturday at about a 99.9%. I will give Reed City a 0.1% chance to beat Kingsley just because, you know, what if everyone on Kingsley gets COVID again and they have to forfeit to Reed City again in the year that they were going to win a state championship. Like 2019, that's who they forfeited to in 2019, right? Mm-hmm. Was Reed City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, they get a little uh, a little bit of payback here, just like they got payback against Gladstone this past week for that wrestling fiasco that happened in February. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was in, two, in 2020 they, they forfeited to, to Reed City. Sorry. That's when they had the, yeah, they had the uh, COVID yeah. outbreak. Yeah. On the on the football team, and yeah, I, I think that they were well on their way that season too. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Um, <clears throat> so, chances of them winning a state title because I think we're already planning on how we're going to uh, get to and cover <laughs> the game at Ford Field on November twenty fifth. Yep. It's, I like their chances. I saw, I got to see mm-hmm. them. I know we, we all here. I finally saw them. I. Really do like their chances. Were you guys surprised when I texted you and said it was thirty to nothing before half? No, because I was. I saw the. I saw the the tweets from from Kingsley. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, so I, I, I kept updating him on the score. Like, yeah, and I was just standing. Like at first quarter, I was like, up. "It's fourteen nothing already." And he's, he's like, like "Okay." One four zero. I'm like, "Okay, fourteen nothing." And, and like, then, like two again. minutes later, I turn around and I go, "Twenty-two <laughs> nothing." Like, is there anything? I'm just like, there gotta be more. There gotta be more. And then eventually, I saw the score. I'm like, yeah. That that was a team playing with. It was it was really interesting. I I went to the Kingsley practice last Wednesday, and I went to their uh, pregame film session before they headed out to the field. Nice. Uh, and Coach uh, Tim Moore played a clip of a, a stand-up comedian uh, who was taking a moment out of his set to be kind of serious. Yeah. And one of the things, uh, what he was talking about was um, finding the why for what you're doing. You know what you're doing, but why are you doing it? And it was really interesting to see him take that and then ask the players in there, why are you playing football on Friday? That was what his question was. Why are we playing on Friday, and not one of them said to win a regional championship. No, not one of them said to get to Ford Field. Before. Right? All of them were were playing for our so seniors, playing for ourselves. Uh, we're we're playing for the community, yeah. and it was like, this is how I know Tim War has his team's head on straight, because they're not looking at oh we get a trophy. They're like oh. no. 
we get to cement our legacy as the best Kingsley team Ever. in the history of this program. Yeah. It was awesome. It seems kind of like the miracle speech a little bit. Like, what country do you play for? <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was thinking that it's, it's unreal. It's, I've only been here for so long to like not really experience what Kingsley has done. But what I've got to see, I got to watch them win their was it district, regional districts. I'm already confused. They won region. They won a regional oh, when I was oh, there. The so districts. you saw them win a district. I got to watch them win districts. Obviously, they were they were kind of, they were happy. They were happy for it. But when you ask, like when you ask them, like, All right, so how excited? Oh, we're excited, but we're on to the next one. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like that's from my understanding as a if you're that young already, solely focused on what the task at hand is, something is right with how this coaching is coached and the, the coaching staff and the community and just how everything is at Kingsley. Something is right. And those players feels right. Those players love each other, man. Like they are, <laughs> yes. they are so happy for yes. each other's success because it means team success. Yeah, it's unreal. I do want to. I I try to look up some stats on Reed City just to you know just try to be uh, as informative as possible can. I guess last week was the lowest total in rushing. They had 165 last week, which was the lowest total all season. Uh, Reed City is a team that likes to go for two quite a lot, kind of like Kingsley does. They kick four field goals, which is the most they probably have done all season. So I don't know what Kingsley can do with that. I don't know what anyone can do with that, but uh, I still like my chances with Kingsley. Yeah, I don't see that defense uh, breaking against Reed City, and I don't see that offense stopping against Reed City. No. So... The they line. put up 51 points in a regional championship <laughs> game, guys. It's a glass stone. 51 in a regional championship game. Mm-hmm. That's no joke. And a running, and you said there was a running clock that happened. Yeah, but only for two for minutes and 20 yeah. That's seconds. Still the, a running clock in a regional that. championship game. Yeah. Like, if you think, like, if you think about that. I I felt bad for the uh, the camera guy that came down from uh, the UP to cover Gladstone. Yeah, in Mitch. That game. Mitch. Uh, he's a, he, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I didn't grab, I didn't get his name. Uh, but I asked him, I'm like, how long? <laughs> it was like at this, I, I think the score was f- 51 to whatever. It was, it was bad. And I said, how long did you drive down? He's like, it was about six hours. And I was like, oh man. And he's like, I'm not even the sports guy. I'm the weather guy. <laughs> he's like, oh, TV guy. Okay. I thought you were talking about the newspaper guy. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. Okay. No, it was yeah. a TV guy. And he's like, yeah, I, I, they just sent me down here with a camera. I went, wow, that's, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, like they couldn't have got one of the local affiliate guys here to do it I for guess, him? I guess Jeez. not. Um, so uh, he's like, yeah, and I'll, I'll be back probably next week because uh, he's got to go cover uh, Menominee. Yeah. Who, yeah. He's like, do you think Menominee's going to win tomorrow because they were playing Saturday? And I went, yeah, they're going to win like 60 to nothing. <laughs> and I wasn't far off. It was no, it was 40 to nothing yeah, <laughs> over, over McBain. Yeah, you, you were good on so. that. I do want to add one thing. I would love to be in the locker room whenever Gavin or Coach War gives a pregame speech. I feel like that is – I can see why those boys put up almost 50 points a game. They were, they were partying at halftime like they had already won. When they were up 30-6, to six, they went into the locker room, and they were hooping and hollering and having a good old time. Because they knew like, they had they're like, all we got to do is go out there and just, just play our game, and we got it. So – you have that much confidence in yourself, it's. I don't. Why not go in the whole thing, dude? Just win the whole thing. 
What did you guys think about uh, Gaylord's performance against Forest Hills Central? I, I kind of saw that coming. I don't know if you guys did as well, but I, the way that I felt about Gaylord's season throughout and then into the postseason, I wanted to see them dominate teams the way, you know, dog walk them, the way that Kingsley has, has done. And I think had they done that, uh, I would have felt different going and, and had thought better of their chances against uh, Forest Hill Central. What stood out to you from that game, even in a loss? Uh, I know we talked about it off air, but was it Brady Pretz laugh? Uh, well, he stood out because the, you heard his, if you were at that game, you heard his name so, so much. much. The, the PA announcer. I lost track of hands. I'd have enough hands to keep counting his name. Yeah, just had to keep saying his name over and over and over again. He was, you know, making Brady every tackle. You know, and it's even one of those things. It's like, yeah, they're trying to stay away from him. And he's, you know, and he's an outside linebacker. He's not a middle linebacker. So you can run away from him, and he's still making the play on the other side. How impressive is his field. closing speed? It's so it's great. I mean, he just, he just gets there. He... He reads and diagnoses plays well, and you can tell he's studied, and he knows what the offense is going to be There's doing. Because he's got to be knowing, you know, yeah, they're not going to be running at me. No, they they want to stay away from me because yeah. that just makes sense. And they just threw the ball. At Forest Hill, they took the chances. They on were the good, game, but they were throwing darts like like in stride. Yeah, they had a couple good receivers. The quarterback was good. Good dual threat. Their running back was good. Yeah. When they were moving, when they were moving the ball consistently in the first half, I was like, "Oh, this is this is it." Yeah. It was this close. Is, this though, is a different like, team than Gaylord's yeah. seen before. Yeah. Like it was close though. Like there was a moment where Gaylord could have easily uh, tied it up before half, or at least made it a game. But a fumble and then a follow-up touchdown kind of went down for them. And they run game. Their infamous run game that they've had over two thousand yards total. Was non-existent. No one on the team got over 100. Mm-hmm. Hust brothers was hust. No pun intended. But, um, no pun intended. There, no pun intended. How to, throw that, how to, how to say that out there? Silenced, maybe. Silenced. There you we could go. Say. There, was some, there we go. That's much better. Man, they took it's one on better. the chin. <laughs> much better. Thank you, James. Thank you. But, yeah, um, it, once it got to halftime and I saw they couldn't keep moving the ball and then Forest Hill scored again, that's when I knew. I was like, okay, well, maybe I should start yeah. figure out how I could write this differently. And one of, the, one of the other things that was noticeable was how many how f- how many fewer players Forest Hill Central had playing two ways. They are a lot of. They're, they're not that much bigger of a school than Gaylord. I, I I had to look up the numbers of what their enrollment was during the game, and they're only a little over a thousand. I thought they were a way bigger school than that. Yeah, that's the problem that Traverse City Central ran into uh, in the state championship game two years ago. Also, uh, same yeah. thing with St. Francis last year. Uh, when mm-hmm. you have. Everybody playing two ways. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then you were facing a team that has a dedicated offense, a de- dedicated defense, yeah. and a dedicated special teams. Yeah. It, it's tough to, to yeah. beat fresh players when you're gassed. Yeah, or that team has, like, two players that are full-ride scholarships to Purdue and Stanford, and they're all one-way players. Yeah. And and when I when I looked it up and, and their, inted- their enrollment was only, like, 1,030. Or something like that. I'm like, really? I'm like, this is a palatial high school. It is massive, so and the football lost. field is nice. The football field is nice. Yeah, it's hard to find where to go to get to the football field, which is right behind the school. 
It's huge. Like there was all kinds of people who took the same wrong route as we did and ended up in this <laughs> in this in this uh, dead end by the Just by the kids. dumpsters. I, d- I did that at uh, Sutton's Bay. Oh, I've done that before. Um, when I went out for the regional a couple of years ago. I've done that before. Or the state semi against Rudyard a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, if you haven't been there, the football field is not easy to find. Yeah, I was like, I went into the parking lot, and I went, nope, how do I? <laughs> and then I had to leave that parking lot and drive around and then get to the, the football field, which is in the the back. Really nice, though. I, I, I like that. Oh, yeah, I like how it's nice and kind of nestled in the in the woods, kind of like yeah. East Jordan's yeah. a bit. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> But it's such a rich school. Like I, I like when we pulled in there, we were just like I was. I was thinking this is a school of like two thousand kids or something like mm-hmm. that. It's like obviously they have a lot of money. Yeah, I mean so they much. they had a second ticket a second ticket booth for the football stadium that wasn't they weren't even using. Yeah. Wow! Like like an actual a building, not just a booth. Like a a built like a twenty by twenty <laughs> building that was just the ticket Ooh, booth. Grand Rapids got some money. <laughs> they got some so? serious money there. They have so. some. Not even going to say. All right, that. so let's have the conversation. We had it off air, but let's have the conversation. We've got two players that we are discussing for our football player of the year, uh, which will be released on Christmas Eve. Boop, boop. Uh, December twenty fourth. If you guys don't know when Christmas Eve is, um, hopefully. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's what we're, we're, we're pulling for. Um, the one who's leading the charge for Kingsley is Eli Graves. Yeah. yeah. Number two gets the ball so much. Yes. Uh, he scored four touchdowns uh, on uh, on Friday. And after his third, he held up three fingers. After his fourth, he held up four. And I, I asked Tim Moore after and said, just how special is this kid? And he's like, very special. And we're gonna keep doing everything we can to get him the ball. So we've got there's one, there's and then of course we mm-hmm. just talked about him, Brady Pretzlaff Brady Pretzlaff. from from Gaylord. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we have to make a decision right here, right now. On, and I don't think we can go wrong and no, we with can't. either. We can't. No. Uh, but those are the those are the two at the at the top of my list. I think all like they're one and one A for all three of us. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you guys lean more towards Pretz laugh. I lean more towards Graves. I'm a defensive guy. Yeah, I can't. I I I don't think we can go wrong with either. I mean, yeah. it's 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 about as true of a coin flip as you for me as as you can get between the do two. Do you think I mean. there's a lot? Of, do you think this year? Because the other one has been doing football for a while to decide who player of the year is, like this year compared to how it's been in the past. This one's, I think, a lot closer. Normally, it, normally it's kind of cut and dried. Yeah. You know, like I, it, with Josh Burnham, it was just a kind of a gimme. Yeah. And stuff. Was, but, I mean, but, we were but these two are so close, it's it's a good thing I have a month to think about it. <laughs> 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 so, I'll, I'll ask you this question. If you were building a high school team Ooh. and you could get one of these kids, Ooh. right, you had... It, you had a draft, okay, Which and you could you later? could take one of these kids to build your team around. Who are you gonna take? I know it's <sighs> tough because now we're making we're making us I'm making you choose, oh, and know. we don't want to. And I, I want I want this yeah. to be perfectly clear, right? Just because we choose one does not, does not mean, mean we wouldn't choose the other or anyone yeah. else. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm going Brady Preslav. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of hard to argue that. I mean, it, it's just 
just you see him on the football field and he's just a wrecking ball on well, defense. The, <laughs> real man. The football IQ is there with him. Yeah. He's so there. Incredibly smart on the field. We talked Fast. about the closing speed, but also the uh, the coordination. You can be you can be fast, but you can be sloppy, and he's not. He's fast and under control. That's what makes him so dangerous. That's why he can get to the ball and, and do everything that you guys see him do, uh, or I've seen him do on, on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, and sometimes it's just little things. You know, I mean, he plays wide receiver on on offense. Yes. Gaylor doesn't throw the ball all that much, but he's their leading leading yeah. receiver by a lot. Uh, but it's just the little things, like every on every play, he's checking with the ref. Are we lined up right? Mm-hmm. He's pointing at him. Yeah, we're good. You know, yeah, cool. every play. So vocal leader. Yeah. So you got yeah. that. Yeah. He's just like, are we? You know, are, are we? Are we lined up correct? You know, he he gives the thumbs up. He, he looks <laughs> at the ref and he's like, gives uh, gives him the thumbs up. Make sure that the that the entire team is is lined up right, and the ref will be like, yep. And it's you know, yeah. You for me, you know, you look at Graves. Uh, he is. You can give that kid the ball. Every single down, mm-hmm. and he's not going to get tired. No, and in he's the multiple of two to weights, he can catch it too. He, he, yeah, didn't he have a game where he scored like five touchdowns at one point? Like, I, think yes. he had a, I think he had a six touchdown game this year. He had a four. He just had four <laughs> touchdowns in the regional in a regional championship game. He scored four touchdowns. <laughs> he had in a he had he had six against St. Francis. I think it was. So there we go. That. Yeah, like, five. It was five had. or six. He tied to he, he like tied or broke the school record for touchdowns he, in a game. He's he's he can. He can break a kickoff return. He can break a punt return. Uh, Play some defense. He is, he is your prototypical lead by example. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. look at what I'm doing, and come to that level. Yeah. That's and that's what it is. It's I'm gonna play at this level. Everybody else get up here too. And that's what's great about him. him. That running back room mm-hmm. admires and follows everything that he does. He starts the running game, and then everyone else compliments it and keeps it. Fresh, and that's why it's. Uh, I don't know how we're gonna nice. choose, man. <laughs> Good luck, dude. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't know how. So, it's, but we're gonna have to. The other, the other thing that's interesting about Eli too is that you know, I mean, the wing T offense is based on misdirection. Mm-hmm. But yet they have a player who's so good that they have to give the ball to him almost all the time. Right. So they're. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, well, you know. Well, it's, I guess it's a good problem to have. You know what? It's a good problem to have. It's a good problem we to don't have. know who it is yet. No. We don't. Uh, Make a case. And what I'll what I'll say is uh, everyone will find out on December twenty fourth. Yeah. When we release when we release the uh, the all region football dream team and have that figured out. So, all right, let's get into a little bit of volleyball uh, discussion. Uh, yeah, Leland, what they're doing is incredible. They have seven it? players. You ever seen it? Anything and they like are on the cusp of making it to uh, a, a state championship game. They're they're in the state quarterfinals. Uh, a win Tuesday sends them to Battle Creek on Friday uh, for for their uh, state semifinal. I just look at Leland, and I wonder if there has ever been a team like this. Maybe there has. We haven't really like but deep into. But usually, it. when yeah. there is a, a volleyball program that only has seven players, it's not good. Yeah, but I this is a good program, some and this is a great team, 
It's a great program. I should say both. Mm. Yeah. Five of the seven are seniors. So a lot of that has, I mean, if you have five, a majority of the players on the court that are all seniors, everyone else juniors, and I think they're, I don't think they have a sophomore or a freshman. But if you have like a lot of upperclassmen playing who have all been together, not even since the school year, the season, not even since the freshman year, since kids, since they were, I mean, that's, that right there you can't break. Like that's a bond that will forever be there. And that has helped them get to where they are now, which is the state quarterfinals. And also another cool note that I, Nugget, you asked them how, I don't know if you got to ask, like how do they stay locked in and ready and not get tired? Well, the whole regional, the whole playoff run, they have resulted in four straight sweeps. So each time they play, they swept the team every single time. So they've never had to play that fourth or fifth set. So that's something that should definitely be noted and realize what they're doing is unprecedented because I've never seen it. My parents coach volleyball. They've never seen it. And it's so we're all witnessing something very special. It's just wild because you look over uh, at the at the Leland bench, and there's just one player there, and it rotates in and out, and it's such uh, I think it's such a smart move by Lori Glass to have that bench filled with assistant coaches, so it still feels like a big team, you know, even though they aren't they aren't players, but there's still butts in those seats. There's there's still people cheering them on, giving them mm-hmm. advice coaching them up, doing all that stuff. Coaching staff is so involved. It's super important. So involved. I, I think it's been, that's been kind of the coup de grace for yeah. Lori Glass this year is having that coaching staff really take the time and focus on these seven yeah. players. So their, their, their magical seven is so wild. Just so good. Yeah, um, and... And uh, I asked last, like, what's the difference between last year and this year? And it's, well, obviously the growth, the experience. This is their second time back, second straight time back in the quarterfinals. Obviously, they did not win it last year. They didn't get past, get to Battle Creek last year. But I asked the coach, like, what's the difference as far as, like, players, like, maybe position-wise. Fiona has played multiple positions last year. She's only the outside hitter. So she's been stuck in one position, flourishing her game in one position, which explains why, which explains a lot, because she's solely focused on what she has to do and not have to go through every other spot, which is what she was doing last year. And she's not, she's never coming off the bench. She's always starting. There's multiple players that are always on the floor. They're never gonna, they're never gonna go, get subbed. So it's, it's very interesting to see, and it worked. It's been working this whole time. So my only concern would be what happens if they get into a four-game, five-game set, and how fresh all those legs going to be, how fresh or locked in and ready are they going to be to compete in a four or five game set? Well, this week is going to be their biggest test. I would think so. Because if you think about if you Any think chance? about having to play these three high leverage, high intensity, high emotion games, right? You get Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday. And That's the hope. Tuesday Tuesday is even challenging because it's Mount Pleasant who won it last year. Yeah. And they beat Leland last year in the quarterfinals to get to where they were last year. So, yeah. Let's talk about Traverse City St. Francis volleyball as well because they are, to me, uh, one of the most complete teams uh, in the state, probably at least in Division Four. Uh, I just like everything that they do because they do all of the little things correctly. Their passing is so good. 
I mean, the, the setting is fantastic. They're, all of them play out there with a sense of confidence and comfortability. They just seem like they've been around each other and, and know what they're doing and what the other person is doing uh, on the court. What have you seen from St. Francis that makes you believe they could win a state title? Um, well, they, they come at you in waves. They've got, they rotate 10 players in almost, almost every match. They're, um, they're so deep. They don't, they don't really lose anything with those four players that they bring off the bench. They can, they can bring in girls that are fresh. They can bring in new middle blockers, new outside hitters, new defensive players. Uh, it, it just doesn't seem to matter. Um, so they they always have somebody good and energetic, fresh out on the court. And they've got obviously players who never leave the court. Um, you know, Quinn Yenshaw does, does everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, uh, and they're also just, they're so young. I mean, it's, people don't even realize this because they're so good. This is still a really young team. I mean, Garnet Mullet is the only senior who plays a large role. Um, you know, Helen Ludka plays a bit here and there, um, but Garnet Mullet's the only senior who really plays a lot. Yeah. Um, the rest of the team is juniors and sophomores, mostly sophomores. Um, I mean, so they're going to be good for quite a while to come. Um and they just they can they can hit from everywhere and it was just like I think it was the the coach from the team in the uh, the regional semifinals you know he's just like I I talked to a bunch of coaches to to talk to them ahead of time uh, you know to scout them what what did they see when they played St Francis and he's like every one of them told me the same thing he's like they're gonna they're gonna hit from the pins which means you know the mm-hmm. the yeah. thing that sticks up mm-hmm. and they're gonna serve you off the court. And and they are they are pretty very aggressive at serving. Um, they'll get you um, out of system with with serving. And I, in, in and they have I was surprised serves. They like they have different hits. You yeah. you seem they'll hit a knuckle serve. Yeah. They have this yeah. like almost it, it's like a slider. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they'll have like, like the line. Like, they'll hit like the line drive that just barely skims over the net. They'll yeah. have ones that just, that are really that really arc more. Yeah. And. And yeah, and they do a lot, and they get that from more than one person, right? Which is smart. It's it it's so good because they're throwing so much at the other team, keeping them off guard, that the mm-hmm. other team is always playing St. Francis's style of volleyball. That's why they've been so successful. Is because mm-hmm. they they force the other team to play gladiator volleyball, and that's how you win. Yeah, and in, in the regionals, I was there for both games of regionals, and I, at, a, at a regional, I've never seen so many times where the other team. Their third hit was just trying to get it back over the net. Right. Not like you don't. You're not in a position to spike it. Yeah. You're just trying to get it over the net and hope that maybe the other team makes a mistake. It, it kind of worked out for Beale City, you know that 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 happened a lot because Beale City didn't have the the hitters to play against St. Francis. They they would they would tip a lot. Um, they would they would drop St. Francis's block up and then tip around them right down the lo- down the net almost, uh, and stuff. But they had them scattered out pretty as, as well as anybody I've seen this season, and it, it still didn't work, <laughs> ultimately. It's, it's wild to think how close uh, it was to them losing yeah. in the first round. They were down 2-0 to Lake City in the first round of districts. They were <laughs> yeah, they a are. loss away from going home, and now they're... a three wins away from winning a state title. 
Good for them. Mm-hmm. Good for I, yeah. I think that first game against Lake City was such a test. gift for them because it was test. a test. Because it was a test. Because a test. they City's don't no look Lake they don't City's. look rattled. Yeah. You can't rattle that team. Well, Lake City was good too. Mm-hmm. Even even in that Beal game when Beal won the second the second set, um, the St. Francis players didn't look all that worried. Oh, there's no panic on that <laughs> sideline. They, they they just they were they were like they were like they were like oh yeah okay yeah we made some mistakes they want to they want to set we're gonna win this match. Yep. They're so locked in. And and part of it is because that first I think that first match was a. Uh, springboard the Lake City win last year they lost in the first round of districts. Oh, I was gonna mm-hmm. say in their in their first up, game in districts, yeah. and you know they were it's like every one of them talks about that. Uh, yeah. You know what it was like losing in the first round of districts after they were ranked in the, I think the back end of the top ten I think last season mm-hmm. going into the playoffs and then to lose Elk Rapids in the first round of the yeah. of districts was, you know, and and you know Coach Nance was even saying you know. They had to learn how to win and learn how to do all these things. And I think ultimately maybe losing to the first round of districts last year was a good thing for them Yeah, because it, it pushed them. All right, so who makes it to Battle Creek? Who has One, to... two, or none? I think both totally can. I mean, Leland, I think, Leland's will be a closer team. match. Be- yeah, it's two top ten teams. Well, St. Francis and Calumet is two top ten teams too, but St. Francis has already played and beaten Calumet. Yeah. But yeah. it was close. I mean, it was in a tournament. The first the first set was like 25-16 or something like that. Not real, real close. But the the second one was 30-20 to 20 or 32-30. to 30. <laughs> so. Yeah, it gets wild when it gets up there. That You, you just feel the emotions with each point just grow and grow and grow mm-hmm. that's when volleyball is is at I, its best i mean if they can get past mount pleasant why not but mount pleasant is still very good like they're i mean defending champs yeah i'm just i, I mean I'm this is this the... is who's winning tomorrow oh, I right guess. because if you win tomorrow you get to battle creek i'm not saying who's I'm playing sorry. for a state championship but I, I i think both of these teams have a really good shot i, do too. I, I would probably if i had to pick one i'd lean more toward St. Francis. They will lie. Uh, but that's just because what we talked about, Leland, they do only have seven players. It hasn't been an issue yet, but at some point, like unless they win the whole thing, I mean, that would be... A, that would be what a story. Incredible. I would yeah. wish for that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. So then it'll be interesting to see, um, assuming St. Francis wins this game, it'll be interesting in the semifinals because... Uh, well, I, I think they'll be favored in there. Saginaw Valley Lutheran and Cassidy are both very good teams, uh, but I think that uh, St. Francis is, I think, just a little bit, a little bit better. But in the other half of that bracket is the number one through four ranked teams in the state. Oh my God! <laughs> and then St. Francis is five. Wow, <clears throat> That other that other half of the bracket is going to be a dogfight. And someone's going to get dog walked. Probably not. <laughs> I would imagine those are going to be. Could have thrown that in there. All right. Well, since we have been talking about volleyball, uh, let's get into our interview uh, with Traverse City St. Francis volleyballers Avery Nance and Garnett Mullet. They joined James and Jordan in the Get Around Podcast studio. So let's listen to that right now.
the Get Around Podcast is happy to have on Traverse City St. Francis volleyball players Garnet Mullet. Hey guys, thanks for thanks for having me. And and Avery Nance. Super excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have to make the the very long trek tomorrow to Sault Ste. Marie uh, for the quarterfinal against Calumet. Um, it's got to be like one of the longest trips of the year. I mean, I know you went to Detroit once this season um, for the tournament down in Livonia and stuff, but uh, what are you most looking forward to just about the trip itself, not not necessarily the volleyball, outside of volleyball? Um, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> I think uh, some nice rest, a little break from school. I mean, that's that's always nice. Um We've we're planning on bringing some movies, so I think it'll be a good kind of like team bonding, getting getting ready before the big game, kind of just bringing our minds together and kind of just getting like thinking the same way. What movies? So, um, I don't know. I've heard there's going to be a lot of Disney, so we'll we'll see what we'll see what. Guys, how did that come about? As far as like knowing what movies you guys are picking, is it a team thing? Coaches pick it out, team captains. How do you guys decide that? Um, it's mostly a team thing, but the coaches have to approve what we watch because obviously we can't be watching anything inappropriate on the buses. So it was more of like a suggestion. The coaches were like, hey, do you guys want to watch Disney movies? And then everyone was like, oh, yeah, look, let's do that. And now we're just like picking out whatever movies we want to watch from that. Okay, so say you two get to pick the movies. Mm-hmm. What's your number one pick to make, the, to make the rest of the team watch? <laughs> okay, mine's definitely Mulan. I like nice. that movie a lot. Oh, my, I was going to say Rapunzel. Which, the old, like the old one, okay. or the new one they made. They take multiple versions once. Oh gosh, probably the old one. That's, right. That's what Pretty I cool. like yeah, watching. Cool. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, and you guys get the, the charter bus. I know the players that I talked to after the regional final were excited that you guys finally get to use a charter bus. Yeah, yes, uh, we're super excited about that. Yeah, how, I don't think the, any of us have ever been on one before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How how different is it? Um, during the regular season, taking the team in vans, where you know, you've got some of the team in this one, some of the team in this one, versus having the team all together in one. You know, we actually really like the vans. Um, they're really nice, <laughs> and they're really comfortable. And the team, like, being separate, it's actually it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I know for me, I mostly sleep throughout the trip to just, like, get some rest. And we're all super close anyway, so it doesn't really affect us not being in the same van. And then on top of that, we all have a big group chat, and so we're talking throughout that the whole time anyway. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sending, like, goofy yeah, photos and, and stuff. And videos, yeah, just from whatever. So, so we're all, like, caught up. Yeah, yep, we're just all yep. caught up. Yeah, we're all caught up. Go, ghosts. <laughs> yeah. What about the school buses? What's the, what's the biggest drawback of taking the school buses during the playoffs? I don't really think there is one. I mean, yeah. we're just no? we're glad to we're glad to they're have, they're not, we're just glad to have <laughs> one. Honestly, they're not quite as comfortable though, right? Yeah, there's a lot of space. I mean, the team is what like 13 girls. Yeah, we all three, do like our own row, three, too. four coaches, so we each get like our own row, and, and we all get like hype where we're like listening to music back there. We're all talking, so like that is like one thing we're used to just not being all together, and so then getting that space to be all together is like really yeah, nice, and nice. so. Yeah. I mean, I sleep because I'm tired, <laughs> but once I wake up, then that's when I'm, like, with the team and I'm getting hype and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Garner's always telling us, like, that we got to sing loud with the music, and so we got this the music playing back there. What music? Oh, gosh. Um, it so many songs. I mean, we have... Delta Dawn. That's Delta our Dawn, team song right team now. Song. We have lots of country. <laughs> yes. We yeah. got some pop music in there. Like so. Morgan Wallen. Oh, yeah. 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 He's, yeah. a, he's a big. He's a big we, one. We got big fans. Uh, yeah. Big okay, fans cool. on the team. Yeah. Cool, cool. 
Yeah, I know a lot of countries, so that's why I was able to fig- kind of figure that out. Mm-hmm. We like Zach Bryan. Oh, Zach, yeah. Zach, Zach Bryan. Okay, cool. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, you guys are definitely having a good old time back. Awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. Awesome. So you guys got Calumet coming up in the quarterfinals tomorrow um, after the long trip. How, how early are you guys taking off on, on Tuesday We're to get there? We're taking off at 1. Okay. So that'll, like, be right after our lunch. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, you played Calumet earlier this season, won a, a fairly close match, but it was at a tournament where it was a, a shorter only two sets. Yeah. Um, how different is that playing a team in a setting like that than than what you're going to do on Tuesday night? Oh, it's so different. I mean, both teams will be on fresh legs this time. Yeah. Uh, both of us yeah. in that tournament were extremely exhausted. It's a really competitive tournament, so we were both playing really hard matches and really hard teams. And then on top of that, you don't get a warm-up right before those matches when you're in tournament play. And then mm-hmm. also, <laughs> sorry, just no, you're all good. Um, and then also just yeah, I just think it's it's gonna be a really big change, like being, not being so exhausted going into that match. But yeah. But how, how how helpful is it knowing that okay, regardless of the outcome, we know we faced this team before. Now here we are, we're gonna face them again, but this time in a more higher stage, not a quad or a try or whatever it is that you guys mm-hmm. do. Um, how how helpful is it that you know, like, okay, we know some of the players already, we know the coach, we face them, we we know what they do in a sense, but not to the whole extent, but it's like three, three games, four games, four sets, five sets maybe. Mm-hmm. How helpful is that for you guys? I think it's, it's a big relief. It's just to know that, okay, like, we can go out there, we've seen this team before. Like, it's just, I think it gives everybody kind of a clarity of mind. Less nerves, I would assume, maybe, yeah, yeah, because sure. like you faced this team already, win or loss, what, whatever the outcome was. Yeah. It's a regular season, it's a quad. I mean, win or lose, a lot of people lose in quads and wins in quads, but the fact that you've seen this school, less nerves now, heading up to a six-hour six drive up there. Um, I'd say three I, and a half, four I, hours. Yeah, by car, summer. I figured it out by car, it's like three hours and ten minutes. Yeah. My bus is probably a little bit less, I'd say or a little bit more. Hours, oh, give yeah, goodness. and I was just looking up uh, from Calumet to Sault Ste. Marie is almost a five-hour drive. Yeah. They have a longer drive they than have you guys a bit do. Of a track. <laughs> I didn't realize it was way high up. And yeah, then, they're over by I think Michigan Tech area. So yeah, way up in the Keweenaw Peninsula. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna look up and see how long of a trip they had when they went to Livonia. Oh, it was uh, I think ten hours. Eight oh hours, eight hours and forty-seven minutes. Mm-hmm. That's no. And no, I think no, they I did. I think they did take buses too. Yeah. Did, was this sure. for the regional? The regional match? No, this is just a regular season tournament in Livonia. Yeah, that was the uh, Division Three. Three four. Showdown. Yeah. It's really, it's really nice for us to like go down there and like see all these big teams and stuff. So I think that's probably why they took that big of a drive down there. Is mm-hmm. I get to see like these are the teams that are most likely making it to the state tournament and stuff. So fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're rank- I mean they're Goodness. a top ten team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like you guys are. They yeah. ranked only a couple spots below you. Mm-hmm. Um. So how how much do you guys pay attention? Because I ask coaches just all the time. They obviously don't like try to like they don't even even talk about rankings at all. Do you guys pay attention to it at all, or do you just go out and play? I'd say we like we keep updated on it. I mean, we see kind of where we fall. I think we don't necessarily pay attention to where we fall. I think it's more so seeing where 
other teams are. Because are you appreciative of it? Like, my next thing would be, how appre- like, are you appreciative of, like, okay, cool, there's people who are taking recognition of how well we are to the point where they would love to rank us right here compared to where other schools are. Like, I would assume that's, like, a bit of a, okay, cool, like, we're one of, like, the top schools in the state mm-hmm. for volleyball. Yeah, 100%. I would assume yeah. that you guys go out on a court with a chip on your shoulder, like, we're one of the best teams in the state. It's definitely a confidence boost, and it helps us a lot. Like, just, like, just like seeing it, I mean, like, wow, like, we're thought of really highly. But it, we don't let it, like, hey. not being ranked first in the state, we're not like, oh, we can't do it. Like, we're not ranked first. Like, we're just, like, we're really happy that we're recognized as being a good school in our division. Mm-hmm. And we also find it really helpful because we get to see other teams that are ranked up there, and we're like, oh, we didn't even know that they were somebody that we need to be looking at. And so it helps us, like get a good picture at who we should be like looking at while we're watching film and just all that stuff yes mm-hmm. <clears throat> um now you you played calumet in that tournament it was a pretty close match i think mm-hmm. you the the first set wasn't particularly close but the second one was the really, second I think, one went to the 30s I yeah think. it was like 32 yeah. 30 or something mm-hmm. like that yeah i think um what did you what did you take away from that match about what they have and how you match up with them um, they know we know that they play a style of volleyball that's really similar to us. They very they play very traditional volleyball. It's not a lot of like tips and rolls. Like they're gonna take their swings and they do a lot of things that are really similar to us. And so playing them in that tournament was really helpful just to see the way that they do that. They're also really aggressive servers, which is really similar to us. We serve really aggressively at other teams, and mm-hmm. so seeing another team that serves like just as aggressive as us was kind of a bit of a shock at first it was like okay wow we really got to step in and pass but it's really helpful now knowing like going into this game that we're going to be facing really aggressive servers because i think that we're just going to go in and just be ready for it mm-hmm. um so both of you have your moms coaching yes on the on the team that's cool. what's what's that what's that like <laughs> just having having that around having that support that's just right there um, I like it a lot. I know my mom, she pushes me to be the absolute best I can be, and she's also been my club coach for a really long time. Wow. And so she just, she knows exactly what she needs to do to get me fired up and to push me to be the best I can be. And so having a coach that knows me that well, I think has been super helpful for, like, my development as an athlete. And I've also gotten the opportunity to be coached by other coaches, so... I think it's not just been my mom, so that now that I have my mom, I'm not, I don't know. Now that I have my mom, she just knows how to push me the best that I can be. Mm-hmm. And she's not afraid to coach me and just, like, tell me to do things better. She's not afraid to be like, Avery, that was bad, you need to do better. And so I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can't be mad at her because she's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> what about you as far as, like, your situation? Yeah, I mean, my mom has been there, like, every every step of the way. And I think just because they are moms, I think they really take that into account to, like, the whole team. Like, they, like I know my mom does a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. She's making sure all the players have their Band-Aids if they need Tums. Like, she just, she takes care of everybody. And I think Coach, they're, they're, they're a very good duo because Coach Nance, she's really got the, all right, like like the technicalities, the coaching, and then I think um, my mom compliments her well is to, like, be kind of um, all that behind-the-scenes stuff. I mean, it's been really amazing. I think they're a great duo, and they really they really make our team awesome. So. 
they also do a really good job at separating mom and coaching. Yeah, when they're on the court, they are 100% our coaches and they're not our moms. But when they're off the court, they're 100% our moms and not our coaches. <laughs> so they, my mom, I know my mom has done a really good job at that. And so sometimes when she's talking to me after a game, she's like, okay, coach head off, mom head on. And then I was going to ask, like, like that. do you ever, both of you guys ever, like, go back in the car? Or, I don't know if you guys carpool to games. I don't know how that's you guys' situation is. But ever a moment when you guys go back in the car, it's a long, hard-fought game. You guys obviously... In a scenario, you guys win. You played well, played bad. You ever just like not talk about the game? As far as just like when you get into the car, where it's, that's not the first thing that's like conversated about, where like you try yeah. to like se- like separate it, like mm-hmm. coaching mom, like now it's your mom talking, you know, like just asking you something about something about the not about the game, but about yeah. life or anything else like yeah and I think that's have? yeah I think that's kind of where that separation happens and it's just I mean volleyball is it's always going to be a part of our lives it's just that's how it is but I think that I know they do a really good job with just kind of separating that and then they also know whenever like we just need a break from it and we don't mm-hmm. want to talk about it and then they're really good at just like, okay, let's talk about something else. <laughs> but yeah. I know for me, for our club tournaments and stuff, my mom will like, we'll be like, okay, let's go get Mexican food. And then, so we're just off and we're going to go do that instead of just like immediately focusing on what happened in the games that maybe we won or maybe we lost or that I played good in or played bad in. And obviously there's like some discussion of that because for me, that's something really important and I would like to talk about it. And so getting to talk about that with my mom and with a person who understands volleyball is really awesome. But she mm-hmm. does do a really good job of just, like, talking with me about, like, my overall my overall life instead of just volleyball. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I noticed you have a big fan section at at, at regionals. You had, you had a bunch, bunch of family there that was cheering you on. Are they all yeah. from Traverse City or are they from kind of all around? So a lot of that was my mom's family, and they're all down in Manistee. So it's not too far for them to make the trip. And um, they've always been, they're all big into sports. And so they, any chance they can get, they come and cheer me and my brother on. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys mentioned, we were talking before the show about the the Halloween practice that you guys do. Yes. Uh, (laughs) uh, What are, just just tell people about that, what you guys do, and who has the, the best costumes. Okay, so... It's not always right on Halloween. We try to do it on a day where we don't have a game right after. Mm-hmm. That way we're in the zone and at practice right before a game. But we like to we like to do it because we're a really goofy team and we like to have a lot of fun. And it just helps us like bring back, like, volleyball is supposed to be fun. It's not just supposed to be all business 100% of the time. Um, and typically what everybody does is we all just, like, we do funny little costumes. Sometimes, like, two people pair up and let and they'll be like, let's do this together and stuff. Um, and that's always really fun. Uh, and then Landry Pouch, I think she probably has the best costume. She's worn it all three years so far. She's worn her gorilla costume. It is definitely slightly terrifying, but uh. she likes to put that mask on and just chase people. <laughs> um, and she'll put her knee pads on over it, and so she'll play for the first ten minutes of practice with her gorilla costume on. And let me just say, it is very realistic. It okay, yeah, that's my next thing, because yes. how realistic is this? Very realistic. <laughs> yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And, and she, she'll get down on all fours, oh, and she'll yeah, come she'll at you. you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> 
That's kind of terrifying. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> how. So, how does it affect her much when you do some when you're playing there in practice or whatever, and she's actually in the costume trying to block how shots? Do you, there's no or way you stay serious. Take you swings. Oh, no, no, definitely like, there's not. There's no way. Like, what do you do when you see this. somebody in a hel- in a in a gorilla costume <laughs> taking a <laughs> That's swing? That's why we you. only do it for the first ten minutes of practice because it's probably yeah. the worst volleyball. Yeah. No, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. balls are flying like <laughs> up in the air. And yeah. It's just we, like we we give it like a co- we give it like a good five to ten minutes just kind of seeing how like everybody plays and yeah. stuff, and then we're just all we're just all laughing, and then. Like, you know, we'll go by, we'll be like, all right, like, let's go. And then we, and then that's kind of when we, we will take like, any costumes side. off or whatever. And then we'll, we'll get, we'll get our practice done. Okay. So what were your costumes this year? Oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh I was a oh God, giant was... banana and I had big glasses and giant hands. Nice. Um, I was a giant taco. I got the taco costume for Target. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Nice. You guys wear the same ones, or did you? Were you different last year? Um, I was. I was a taco last year, but my freshman year, I was Supergirl, and I wore a little kid's costume, and I almost burst the scene. So <laughs> there is that. <laughs> I think of what I was last year. Oh I know I was a. You referee. were a food item, right? Last year? Oh, I was a bumblebee last year. Oh, no, right. That's oh, nice. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> nice. My, my freshman year, I was a referee. Uh-huh. I forget what I was sophomore year. Oh, volleyball referee? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Yep. Oh, you were, you you were a, a cowgirl, right? Oh, yes, cowgirl. My... I was going to say, did you have a flag? The I red did. Flag? Oh, yep. <laughs> you oh, really? Okay, cool. <laughs> so did you call the match that you were playing in then oh. during practice? Oh. No? <laughs> no? That was a missed no. opportunity. I know. <laughs> you didn't call everybody else's shot out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a great... Uh, now that I'm looking line. back on it. Missed opportunity. I know. On the line. <laughs> Doubles. It was really funny. Last year we had this one girl, I don't remember who it was, but she dressed up in this giant like balloon like costume. I don't even remember what it was. I think it was like a clown, but it was so huge it took up like all the space around her. I don't even know how she oh. moved. You don't want to talk oh, about Yes, I do. It was she, one of the it was one of the blow up ones and it oh, was okay, like mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. She couldn't even play the ten minutes with that one on because she couldn't move in it. Yeah. <laughs> she was like waddling. Just have her server, serve. <laughs> yeah. Stand in the back and just serve. <laughs> or just put her in the back row and have her be the target. Because it's inflatable, so she's protected. Yeah. <laughs> <Right? laughs> the ball bounces off her, still in play. Flying <laughs> hey, right? Taco comes and saves her. And then... You were talking about, I guess we talked about this a little bit, about the, the playoffs and how referees, seems how you dress as a referee, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> kind of referee things a little tighter in the playoffs, particularly with passing and, and doubles and stuff like that. D- do you, have you ever seen that throw teams off? I mean, oh. I think, I guess sometimes I know with a couple players, like they get a couple calls and it's it frazzles them a little bit, but I also know that. Um, refs during the season they're very they're very hard to come by. I know we have a ref like a ref shortage. Oh, yeah. I feel like as definitely as playoffs um, progress, I think that's where you get those more experienced refs who have been doing it for longer. So I mean, I I would think that's where you get those more um, the more tight you calls. get the more tighter calls. Yeah, is it something where like the players for the most part know it's coming? I, I 
would say and so. And are prepared for so, it. Yeah. I think a lot of us play clubs, so a lot of us are really used to the really tight calls. And so mm-hmm. when it comes at high school, it's like, okay, yeah, like, it's nothing we haven't seen before. Like, we've all been called on something, so it's not super, yeah. like, I don't know, it's not mm-hmm. anything to worry about what we get called. Yeah, mm-hmm. they call it Titan Club. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a little bit better. I just, just I, I always watch, when I'm at volleyball matches, I'm always just like, they call it so much more at the playoffs yeah. than in the regular That's season. what I've noticed. Um, but um, what are some of the other weird things that the team does? I mean, <laughs> just outside of playing outside of playing volleyball, every team has its, its things that it does uh, to keep things loose. What, do you, what is it you guys do outside of wearing costumes for one day? I know we have a lot of dance battles. That's yes. probably wow. one of our big things. Wow. Yeah. I know TikTok dances. Those are all, those are always big on our team. This one I don't know if you want to put in there, but we do all like to poop together before our practices and games. Already. <laughs> <And we> play, <laughs> wow. <laughs> we play music in the stalls before really loud that way nobody hears and we're all like I can't like, say I've never, I haven't been part of that, but I. <laughs> it's definitely something that happens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're going to play together, yeah. do everything together, right? You're really bonded, yeah. <laughs> is is that what happened in the Livonia tournament with the with the meal that wasn't quite right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> we had the coaches run out and get us some medicine, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of tums. Oh, my goodness. Lots of tums, yeah. How influ- uh, Could you brought up dance, but I am trying to get away from... <laughs> you brought up dance battles. Mm-hmm. Um, how often has fl- TikTok influenced your guys' dance battles? As far as I started going on TikTok last week, and I don't think I've stopped. Um, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's found a lot of cool things there. Um, how influential has TikTok dance dance dances videos? Do you guys try to emulate them? Like, obviously, I'm assuming you guys have tried to emulate them. How often? Do you guys try to emulate them? Probably every time. Yeah, I mean, that's where we get most of our dance moves. <laughs> yeah, there's there's quite a bit. I know we'll be practicing, and a song will come on, and the next thing you know, we're all dancing, and the coaches are looking at each other. Right. And this is like, a TikTok song, wait! <laughs> <laughs> I know they saw it on TikTok! <laughs> yeah, and the next thing you know, we're just all dancing, and they're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and our kind of our favorite one is the church clap, and we'll all start oh, doing Oh, we the, are a big line dancing yeah. team, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta uh, get on TikTok, dude. Well, once it's you get videos. back on the court, I mean, in regionals you had two two very different opponents. Mm-hmm. I guess I would say. Yeah. Uh, you had Shelby, who had one massive player who <laughs> was kind of the most of the entire team uh, going to Ohio State, and I mean, and, and she was quite the player. And then you had Beale City, um, who was. Just a really, really scrappy team. What's it like t- playing teams that are that different style-wise, like within a couple of days of each other? Um, we've been really well prepared by our coaches. They've watched a lot of film. Mm-hmm. And so going into playing Shelby, we knew exactly what we needed to do to stop Nevaeh, or not even just stop her, but handle her and make sure that we weren't getting freaked out when she got her points. And so... Going into that match, we were super well prepared. And then we also knew that Beale City was going to be a lot different. And so we actually got the advantage of watching them a little bit before we played Shelby. And so going into that match, we knew what they looked like. And so our coaches prepared us really well for that. We have a game called the Doink Drill. And so it's basically 
our hitters will hit, and then the coaches will throw a ball down immediately to try to, um, like, Whoa. stimulate a block. Yeah. A block oh, ball. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's just, that's one of the drills that we do to prepare for those teams that are going to get a lot of really good blocks and just be really scrappy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so just, I don't know, we do our normal practices. We always do ball control because that's how you're going to win a game. And then we just try to add little things in to prepare for those matches. Mm-hmm. Um, but a big thing that my mom, our head coach, <laughs> has like <laughs> decided like is best for us is to not change our game plan. We're going to go in there, we're going to do the same thing, mm-hmm. but be prepared for what they're going to throw at us because mm-hmm. when you're trying to change your game plan, that's when you make more errors. Mm-hmm. So we're doing what's worked for us the whole year, what's got us to this point, just mm-hmm. being prepared for what they're going to throw at us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One one thing our team does um, really well, too, is not necessarily focusing on one game. I think we take it as, like, kind of all together, and we're like, okay, it's just it's just another game. Like, we've played teams that are like this before. Like, it can't, like, it can't be too different. And I think we just, we go in without like the mindset that like we like this could be it yeah Yeah. we try to we're not focusing on the possibility of losing we're trying to focus on what will happen if we win so So you're manifesting yeah manifesting yourself into thinking okay we're gonna win i'm gonna manifest this and you guys eventually here you guys are literally mm-hmm. still manifesting yeah we try to not dwell like too much on the team and yeah. just like kind of look past it and mm-hmm. we like, always okay, like know like, that we... they're gonna get their points yeah and so we try not to get too freaked out when somebody gets their point because mm-hmm. it's like okay it's just one point we just need to move on hmm. i think one thing we say too is a point's a point no matter yeah. how good or bad it is exactly we, we, we so push true. forward That's and volleyball so is a game full of errors and so mm-hmm. Whenever we err, we just try to remind ourselves, like, okay, like, we're playing volleyball. That's what's supposed to happen. Somebody's going to error at some point. Do you ever hurt your hand or, like, wrist at all when you're trying to, like, dig up someone's serve? Like, I've, I've seen multiple, like, great serves, and I've seen the opposing team just fall face flat trying to dig it up. Or <laughs> they're, like, shaking their hands afterwards because of how fast the serve came. Any, any stories that you might have had to deal with in club maybe that a serve came at you so fast that it kind of put you on your butt and yeah fall. i tried <laughs> i tried to set a really fastball and i ended up spraining my finger pretty good mm-hmm. oh. yeah, so typically was, when yeah. we're there's a, there's a couple you yeah gotta pretty, you gotta be pretty careful <laughs> when you play but. i think there was one against shelby where nevaeh hit a hit a line drive right at you <laughs> and like you yeah. got and you got in front of it and you and everything, but I mean, it, it just got you square on the arms, yeah. and, and you were just yeah. like looking around, like, <laughs> what was I supposed to do there? Yeah. <laughs> Typically, like if we if we're gonna hurt our hands, it's not when we're passing the ball, but more when we're trying to set it. And so something like we worked on in practice actually is like keeping strong, our hands strong hands, yeah, and yep. not trying to set a hard driven ball, but instead trying to. Like, I don't know if you guys play. are gonna know this word, but like tomahawk it that yes. way. That, yeah, that way it's not pulling back our fingers or spraining our fingers mm-hmm. or anything. Because it's really mm-hmm. hard to set a really hard driven ball because it'll go straight through your hands if yeah. your hands aren't normally they Normally they want you to either keep your hands together or yeah. play it with the, with the, with the palm part of your hands. Mm-hmm. What's, a, what's an aspect of volleyball that you think most people are unfamiliar with? Volleyball has always seemed to me be, to be the sport where the spectators know the least about the mechanics of the but sport. But yet they're <laughs> so into it. Yeah. yeah. So hard. 
Um, I think a really big one that people get confused on is touches off the block. <laughs> Those don't count as one of our contacts. And so mm -hmm. yeah. I know our student section likes to lose <laughs> it a little bit when they see the other team touching it off the block. But I think that's a really big thing that not a lot of people know about is that that doesn't count as one of your three touches. Mm -hmm. oh. Or like if we touch it off the block and it goes out of bounds, we didn't get it up and all all of our students section will be like, oh, that was out. It's like, oh, that's when we touched it. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. And well, like the substitution rules are by way different than oh, other yes. than other sports. And I imagine a lot of yes. people are like, yes. You know, yes. A lot of people ask why I'm wearing the different colored jersey. That one's oh, a really big, big one that I can one. ask a lot. It took me a while to figure that out. <laughs> a very long time. And I was like, and then I picked up on it. I'm like, okay. I don't have to ask. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I kind of figured it out now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Live and learn. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing the thing that I realized about that was uh, I was covering TC Central's pink out game. Uh -huh. And, like, so the libero is the one person who doesn't get to wear the pink jersey because they have to wear something different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, they're, like, excluding you. <laughs> um, of all your guys' matches this year, what was uh what were some of the toughest ones? Oh gosh. I would say definitely the toughest one that we've had this year would be our district opener against Lake, Lake City. Lake City. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, that I mean both matches we played. I mean, we saw them on Thursday and then right as the district opener on that Monday and I'd say those those are that was probably one of the hardest teams that we have played so far just because of um the piss balls. I mean, those two girls. They're 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 amazing. Yeah. They're true. They're true athletes, and their their whole team together. They they played so well, and they they really did give us a run for their like a run for our money. And I think mm -hmm. and it's really hard like being in that district opener. Like that's our first round of playoffs, so there's yeah. already nerves yeah. there. <laughs> we lost in the first round last year, and so it's like nerves there. We're like, yeah. okay, we don't know how far we're gonna make it this year. And then losing me down those two sets, it was like, oh god, like we're not, we're not ready for it, it to be done. Yeah, it was, it was definitely an eye opener. And I just, I remember being down those two sets, and we came in the huddle, getting ready for that third one, and we were like, this is not the end. Like that's what we were saying. We're like, yeah. this, this, we're not ready to be done end. yet, and we, we got to push forward. And I think that's when, um, uh, like kind of a spark got lit in everybody, yeah. and then we just went out and played our game. Mm -hmm. yeah. How much did it help you that coming into the districts? Your the four matches right before that were Leland, Traverse mm -hmm. City Central, yes. Kingsley, and then Lake City again coming yeah, into coming into districts. I mean that's a pretty pretty tough run oh, there. Yeah, yeah, especially I know last year we had there was about like a week and a half where we didn't have any competition before districts, and I think after we had lost that first game, our like we kind of all came together and we were talking. We're like, okay, like we we need competition. We need tough competition right before, yeah, yeah right before prepared. that to get us prepared. And I think that's one of the things that our coaches have done very well is in pick like hand selecting those games and um, picking tough competition right when we need it. And I think that's that's kind of what's gotten us very far is yeah. just being being that prepared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully you're prepared for tomorrow night. Yes. A good yes. match against Calumet up in the Sioux. So um, I, will, I will see you there up in the Sioux gym. And uh, best of luck. Thank you. Thank you.
thank you again to Avery and Garnett for joining James and Jordan in the Get Around Podcast studio. Uh, good luck on Tuesday. Good luck to Leland as well. Good luck to Kingsley uh, and uh, football as well. So uh, we were going to do a fall athlete draft today, uh, but since uh, our conversations went a little bit longer than I expected to. So I, I think at this point of the year, like when you can you hyper-focus on a couple of teams, uh, we all have good analysis about all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our knowledge mm-hmm. isn't being spread across 50 schools. We've only got three left now. <laughs> so we, we know a lot more. A little more concentrated. <laughs> we're a little, we're a little more knowledgeable at this point instead of just trying to make stuff up early on in the season <laughs> when we're like, I think, I don't know. I don't. I don't really oh, have. Man. I don't I have a. So. I don't. I don't have a baseline for analysis at the moment. So, yeah. but at this point, when you get to this, we're like, oh yeah, I. I, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Usually early in the season, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, give me an opinion on this team. I'm like, I don't know. I've never even seen a play. What do you want from me? <laughs> People are listening to this and like, damn, they are doing horrible. Oh, right. By the end of the season, though, it's all right. You've seen these team a bunch, and you know. So we were uh, we were going to do our fall athlete draft, and we are going to, whether that's next week or the oh, week right. after. Um, but what it's going to be is a 10-round snake draft format of athletes in the Record Eagle coverage area uh, to create our fall sports team, and it will consist of one football player, one volleyball player, one boys soccer player, one girls golfer, a boys cross country runner, a girls cross country runner, a boys tennis player, a girls swimmer or diver, one wild card, which means you can pick from any of the other sports, uh, or any of the available six sports, and then a coach from any of the six teams from the six sports to lead that squad. I like that one. So 10 rounds, snake draft. Uh, we'll do that either next week or the week after. Uh, we were going to try to do it today, but we're already pushing close to an hour <laughs> with just our conversation here. And I know you guys like to talk to the players for at least, you know, usually about a half hour, sometimes more. Uh, so I, I, I don't need to be editing this podcast until 2 a.m. So <laughs> we are going to just uh, – I the Folly Athlete Draft, which was on the rundown here, uh, was supposed to replace our Get Around Hall of Fame but let's just talk about some of the players uh, who deserve to go in that we'll just throw in. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about uh, Aiden Herron, who there. won a uh, her second straight individual uh, Division Four cross-country state championship. Uh, she was already in, but she gets to go in again. Uh, congratulations mm-hmm. to the Traverse City St. Francis boys uh, cross-country team for winning their first regional, uh, or I'm sorry, their first state championship in program history. Uh, it would have been great to have a couple of those guys on. Maybe we will uh, down the road. Down the road. Um, but, you know, we would have had them on last week. Again, that was just we needed a break last week yes. and uh, after yep. being crispy over the weekend. Uh, any any <laughs> players uh, that you guys want to mention uh, who, who deserve to, to get enshrined into the most exclusive, exclusive club in northern Michigan? Um, yeah, I'll go to, um, to Leland Soccer. And put in uh, both of the creamer boys, Nano, Nano, and, and Augustine. All right, uh, just two of the more. Th- there's a bunch of players you could take from that Leland team. Mosqueda um, too, just just such complete soccer players. Um, but but those are some ones that really stand out. 
for me, I put dating back to last week. Obviously, we talked a lot about Eli Graves. Skylar Workman also deserves to be not at least acknowledged for what he's doing. He's putting in work. No fun intended. He's putting in work, that. man. He's putting in the work. Skylar Workman putting in the work. Sky's the limit Sky for Skylar. Sky high. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's mine. But. All right. Well, congratulations to to those and to all. I mean, I so, so many that have uh, that have done wonderful throughout this fall sports season uh, and made our our job here uh, interesting uh, and uh, enjoyable to say the least. Uh, and so, with that, let's wrap up episode two hundred and sixty four of the Get Around Podcast with our happy endings. What made you happy inside or outside of sports from the past week? Um, I can't believe. I need to get ready to ring it. I can't believe we won yesterday. Oh, it's Steelers. Oh. Beat the... Wow, oh, wow. What? Hold on. Mount, bell mount function. There we go. Yeah, I can't believe we are one of the worst offensive team and we're 6-3. and three. I, I, Did you watch that game last night? Did you ever get a chance to watch uh, that? We had red zone on. I, I still the, can't believe we're 6-3. Doesn't make sense to me. It almost feels like I'm winning. I'm living in a alternate reality or universe or... Megaverse or any type of verse that can be named, I don't get it. We're six and three, second place in the AFC North. Yeah, We're in the playoff hunt. Yeah, I love it. it. I love it. Um, and then also, I have to go back to that Taylor Swift movie. That was also another highlight. That was cool. I'm sorry. I just have to. I just have to. That was fun. That, hey man, I don't. I don't, I, 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 happy. I don't think anyone should be ashamed about liking dude. Taylor Swift. So well, I think I think at this point it's. It's clearly fine. I mean, I, I I've been en- I've been enjoying cool. her work uh, for for quite a cool. long time. So yeah, played James, all my favorite, played all my favorite songs. What made you happy this week? Um, well, I'm happy that uh, deer season is coming up, nice. and and for once, there's just enough teams that I'm that it's not I'm it's not going to get totally messed up by <laughs> by sports. So not completely, not completely. Yeah. Uh, Usually, I end up having to leave, and I don't hardly ever get any hunting in, and which is kind of the case anyway. We're just there to eat good food and have some beers and yeah. I was gonna say, how much hunting do you actually do, or do you just like hang out in the cabin? And no, we we get up and we go hunting every morning. Okay, and then most of the time in the afternoon as well. Um, then we come back to the cabin and usually make like a big spread a breakfast kind of thing when oh. we get back. I love I'm a good hungry. breakfast, and let's and then we hunt in the afternoon, and then we'll. Everybody brings like a meal, a different meal. So we always have something good for dinner, or we go out, go into like Cadillac or Manton or something like that for dinner. Bonus question of the week. That was all right. Hungry, I'm hungry now. What's the best? A great breakfast, a great lunch, or a great dinner? Breakfast. But it depends on what. It also depends on where I'm at. That's How about a great breakfast for dinner? We uh, we do that, yeah. Like, I love like good, I love Cena a loves restaurants that, that serve breakfast all day. Yep. I've yeah, me that. too. If I can yeah. get an omelet at like seven thirty at night, that makes me happy. Yeah, some some good hash browns with it. Yep. Oh, I love I'm an omelet with hash browns. That's like one of my oh. favorite breakfast things. <laughs> Pat my big old belly. I love food. What about the Lions? Last second field goal. Literally. Yeah. Here's a yeah. How about that defense? Wonderful. And, I mean, that's just what it was last year. <laughs> I mean, they scored a, at least they're winning now. Last yeah, I know. Year, yeah, they're last year they were scoring a bunch of now, points and not and not losing or not winning. Fourth and one compared to 
this year's going for it on fourth and one has been very. They went for it on fourth down four times, I think it was. Converted in that game and, and made three of them. Nice. Oh, three of them. Oh, I thought it yeah, was the first the first time they had when they had uh, fourth and goal. Oh, they, yeah. oh That yeah, they, they went for it. They didn't. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. Then the second time they went down and had fourth and goal Correct. again, and then, and then they got didn't, it. didn't get yeah. it. They did put up that nice goal line stand, where the referees gifted yes. uh, the Chargers uh, a new set of downs yes. and goal to go from the one. There was like oh. seven, and the Lions had already stopped downs. them on three plays. They went and then and then the Chargers went for it on fourth. Like so the downs. Lions stopped them for seven plays on goal to go situations yes. in a row. Wow! Before the eighth, they finally. Well, are able to, to what punch is it that? In. Who, who does that say more about? The Lions or the Chargers that they couldn't get it in <laughs> from the Chargers? Yeah, yeah, and they tried to do basically like the tush push uh-huh. twice in a row. But the and defense did their own tush push. Yeah, and it was and, tush and push, yeah. tush push, and oh, so they, much tush pushing. So much tush. Philadelphia, <laughs> uh, they they bloodied Justin Herbert I saw that. <laughs> during that second yeah, one. He left it. the game with a, like a bloody lip. Yeah. <laughs> Good for the Lions, man. Good for the Lions. Glad for that. Glad for that. Well, making me happy this week is uh, what I'm going to be making for dinner. Ooh, what are you making? Uh, I'm going to make a nice... Tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up and I'm gonna make a nice uh, pot roast in the slow cooker. Uh, I bought myself a nice um, black Angus, big cut of meat, potatoes, mm-hmm. carrots, onions, mushrooms... Throw a little rice in there as well. Okay. Double up the carbs, you know? Okay. And I'm looking forward to eating that for a week. Yeah. Because that's how I've been doing it. I just cook myself a big meal once a week, and then I just eat the leftovers throughout the yep. whole thing. That's what I, yep. So, looking forward to that, because we were talking about food, and I got hungry. So I think I. I might, yeah, I might make an omelet when I get home <laughs> tonight. That's the... That's the thing. So mm-hmm. let's let's wrap up this podcast right now, so I can go home and eat some food. Yeah, and we're gonna make nachos tonight. <laughs> just, just we just make like we do like two pounds of hamburger and put you know taco seasoning on it, yeah. and then just put it in a bowl with you know olives, tomatoes, onions, yes, yes. queso on it, yeah. all that stuff, and then you just dip it with the, the chips instead of putting it on the chips, so the chips become a a, a wet mess. See, that's good too. Yeah. I love, I love food. Yeah. I do love food. All right. Well, uh, thank you to uh, once again to Avery Nance and Garnett Mullet uh, for joining James and Jordan a little bit earlier here on the podcast. Thank you to Jordan. Thank you to James. Thank you to myself. But mostly, thank you to our lovely and loyal Audible viewers for listening to another episode of the Get Around Podcast. So with that. Episode 264 of the Get Around is in the books.